World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time <coughs> for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. You know, I, <clears throat> excuse me, little frog in the You know, I swore I'd never, never start a church, whatever that means. <clears throat> I'd like to, uh, well, I'd like to go back through history, be back there at the beginning and see how we got to the point where uh, Christianity and the American church became what we see it to be today. I just got, I just got to tell you. And, uh, you know, it's called the Ecclesia, the called, the called out one and fellowship of the saints. And we know that in the book of Acts, they went from house to house, house to house. And how all of a sudden we ended up in this mess that we call Christianity today, where uh, we go to church and some, some guy's in charge of the church, and he stands up in front and tells everybody, stand up, sit down, turn around, say hi to everybody, and then you go home. And I'm, I'm not trying to criticize good men of God and, and situations that they're in, but we have so got the church model wrong, friends. We're so we, we have it so wrong. And what I love most about this, even though this, why would you call this podcast? I don't, I don't know what it is. I know right now I have a deeper spiritual relationship with Steve Deck than any man I ever went to church with. I can name it. I could rattle off. I could rattle off 10 guys that I have a deep spiritual uh, relationship with of all the years I've ever been in church. And to me, that's, that's the magic of here that, that I know that when Paul Goslin hurts, I hurt. And when Clay hurts, I hurt. I'm intimately through this crazy medium that we have here. I'm intimately involved in with others. And, and if, if, if that's not happening, if you're not making friends with other people in this queue, and again, for those of you who are watching on the Patriot Party News, just go to Coach Dave Live and j- click on Join the Huddle. And this is how we get to know each other. And after the show's over, we dialogue. That Sometimes people are in here <clears throat> after the show for an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours, talking to each other, getting to know each other, sharing each other's concerns, of an actual body, body. And so you just hit on that click right up there. It says, join the queue. Just go to Coach Dave Live and hit join the queue. And you can become interactive. You, you can come in here and you can talk. You can do, do whatever. <clears throat> because you, you can know this. As flawed as we are, we try to take care of each other in here. We try to. And uh, it's, it's a burden for all of us. But, again, it's the idea of networking. Maybe Clay's connected with somebody that I don't even know. He says, hey, Clay, did you know this was going on with Chad? And no, I what? That's going I didn't know. I didn't know that. And so it's uh, even though we're networked all across the world, literally, but certainly across the nation, there's something really, really special going on here. And that's why I'm trying to encourage many of you <clears throat> on your own to uh, to start your own home fellowship. Start your own fellowship. Go to a fellowship, whatever. Because you're never, you're never going to be able to be in relationship with people if you just go to church on Sunday and that's all you know. I'm in deep relationship with Steve Deck because he comes out here and we work together and I get to know him and we eat food together and we, we hang out together and we laugh e- with each other, even though he's seven hours away. I always see him every, I don't know, every three months, every four months. I know that if I need something, I can pick up the phone and call Steve. And Steve knows he can pick up the phone and call me. And if there's any way that I can do it, I'll help. Or if I can't, I'll find somebody who can. <clears throat> and uh, if you're a part of this and you're, and you're missing out on this, we invite you to go a little bit deeper and uh, stop watching it on Facebook or YouTube or wherever you might. Well, we're not on YouTube. They booted us. Come in. Come on in. Come on in. The water's fine. Now, look, like every other thing, every other family, we have family. We fight. We punch each other. We kick each other in the, in the knee. A lot of that goes on, to be honest with you, probably more than more than it should. But uh, we're a family, man. We're a family. It's kind of funny. I told Michelle, everybody in our family, uh, for those of you who don't know, we have a com- compound here, right? And so I live here. Michelle and I live here. My daughter lives up here. My other daughter lives over here. 
we are in with 100 yards, all of us are, and we've all been sick. <laughs> we've all been sick. Ten, ten grandkids, husbands and wives. And I said to Michelle, well, no wonder we all live, we basically all live together, right? But there's great power and great magic in that as well, right? So we we pick up the slack and help each other along. And and uh, as, as, uh, this is a whole nother topic, but at some point we got to consider maybe living, as things going to get tighter, living more in community because we're going to have to take care of ourselves. So um, our, our condolences to, uh, to Annette over the loss of Carlos. Spoke to Dr. Paul yesterday. Those of you who've been praying for Dr. Paul, have a good report from Dr. Paul. Can you fill us in there real quick, Doc? I see you on there driving in your car. Bear with him a second. Still can't hear you. Still can't hear you, Paul. <clears throat> He's trying to drive, folks. Uh, his, uh, she's getting better. Patty's getting better. All right. Patty's getting better. And uh, just thanks for all of us bearing that, bearing that burden for Paul Goslin. And I'm going to tell you this. I know this about Paul Goslin. If I call him, he never asks for nothing. He never asks for nothing. And I know that if he needs something, I can call him and he'll do whatever he can is immediately to help me. I know that he will. And I was just honored that we were able to help bear that burden for you yesterday, Dr. Paul. It's an honor, honor to be able to do it. It's what brothers, what brothers are supposed to do. Go ahead, Betty. Uh, good morning. Yeah, Paul could give us an address for Patty or himself. That would be wonderful. At some point, Paul, if you can get that to me, I'll get it, I'll get it to whoever at some point, all right? Thanks. Look, I, I want to, uh, we're into the Bible reading thing, and, and I don't know about you guys, what is this, day number four? It's hard to do, isn't it? it is, yes or no? Is it hard to discipline yourself to sit down and do that? It's hard, isn't it? So Michelle and I have scheduled it the last three nights, and the first night it got interrupted, and the last two, we never got, <laughs> we just never got around to it, to doing it. I want to encourage you the power, but can I, can I do, I want to show you something here, uh, Johnny, if you would bring up a, uh, Genesis one, because I want to show you guys. No, I haven't forgot the uh, the transforming our temple. No, bear with me, okay? We're going to get. We're all going to move on this together. And I still have people contact me. Can I still get in? Yes, you can still get in. And I hope to by tonight to uh, have that thing up and and rolling, okay? So bear bear with me. I want to show you something. The Bible says when you read the Bible that you're supposed to meditate on it. Meditate. In other words, hey John, real quickly, what's meditate mean? Go to, go to Mr. Webster, meditate, meditate on a night and day, day and night, meditate, meditate. Think, think on it. Well, on anything in thought, to contemplate, to study, to return or revolve to any subject, to meditate, meditate, right? To intend. Okay, so when I read the Bible the best that I can, I try to meditate on it. See, so what do you mean? Well, let, let me, let's get, let's get in Genesis 1, ponder I ask questions as I read. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was void without form, and darkness was upon the face of the earth, of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And I, I stopped right there when I was reading. I said, what? God always moves from dark to light, evening in the morning. Isn't that something? In, in God's way of looking at it, the day begins in the evening. And the evening and the morning. Interesting, the Coach. Pardon me? Interesting. Yeah, well, not, not only is it interesting, because the entire thing, if you go back to a, a beginning of one, he went from dark to light, right? Go back, go back to one. In the beginning, the earth was... God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was void and without form, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. God always moves from dark to light. You get, you get the pattern here? You get the pattern? All right? And so as you read the pattern and understand the pattern, it's going to change your whole perspective that where we're in right now. Darkness isn't overcoming us, folks. We're moving again from, from dark into light. Keep going. I'm going to show you, I want to show you a couple other things as Michelle and I were reading down to it. And God made the firmament. And I said, what? What's the firmament? What's, what is that? What does that mean? What's the firmament? We made it. Oh, I'm sorry. And God said, "Let there be a firmament in the midst of the water." In the midst of the waters. What, you, what, what is what? Does a midst mean in the middle? Make a firmament in the midst of the waters. Let it divide the waters from the waters. Can, can anybody do this for me? 
the heck does that mean? What? Divide the waters from the waters? Because, folks, we ain't made any earth yet. And God made the firmament. He divided the waters which were under the firmament. Under it? There's waters under the firmament? And there's waters above the firmament? What? This is how I read the Bible. And God called the firmament heaven. In the evening and the morning were the second day. There it is, dark delight. Evening and morning, second day. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place. Waters where? Under the heaven. Are there waters over the heaven? And it was so. And God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw it was good. And then God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed and the fruit tree. Tree yielding, he gives us all the kinds, see, after his kind. He, everything reproduces after its kind. See his pattern there? Huh? Whose seed is in itself. Fruit has the seed within itself. Do you ever think about that? Who's the, where's the female tree and the male tree? Where are they? They're, well, they're in the male and female tree. Carries the seed within itself. How did that happen? After his kind. God saw that was good. Then in the evening, the morning was the third day. And there it is, dark delight. And God said, how about let's put a light on? Somebody turn the light on. Now, God said, let there be lights. I don't know about you guys. I got lights in my ceiling. Are you Anybody else sitting in the house where you got lights in your ceiling? Wait a minute, I'm sorry. Lights in your firmament? Firmament? Johnny, what's a firmament? I'm not trying to do anything other than show you how I ask questions when I read the Bible. What's a firmament, John? Firm. I read firm, 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 firm. That seems solid, doesn't it? Firm. The region of, of the air, the sky or heaven, in scripture where denotes an expanse, a wide extent, for such is the significant. Uh, anyway, anyway, so the firmament means the solid part. I think it's firm. <laughs> they put lights in the firmament. Wow. Huh? And he put the lights in the firmament of heaven to give light under the earth. There wasn't any light to verse 15. No light to verse 15. No sun. Isn't sun? Hang on. I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to help you ask. If there's no sun till verse 15, how can we be solar centric? How can the earth be, how can the sun be the center of the solar system if there wasn't even an earth till verse 15? Ooh, that's, boy, that'll get your theology, won't it? And then I read this, and God made two great lights, two great lights, one to rule the day and the lesser to rule the night. Oh, by the way, and he made stars also. Now, wait a minute. The moon's a light? How can, what? How can that be? Yep. The moon's a reflection of something, isn't it? They, they told me. No. They told me. But he said it's two great lights, one for the day, one for the night. Uh, and what God do then? Why He put them in the firmament. Oh, one to rule over the day, and the other to rule and divide the light from the darkness. And God said, "That is, I'm not going to keep on doing this." But you understand, folks? As you read down, Michelle and I couldn't get through Genesis because I'd stop and say, "Wow, what? What?" Every time I'd read that. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that have life. And the fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whale, whales and every living creature that moveth. But hey, by the way, has anybody seen a man yet? Anybody heard of any men showing up yet? Not till day six, coach. And God blessed them, saying, be fruitful, multiply, fill the waters, the sea, let the Thou multiply on the earth, and then here, here we go. Evening, morning, fifth day. How many of you get up in the morning and say, I'm starting my day now? You got it backwards, dude. <laughs> and God made the beasts of the earth after his kind. That's right. After their kind. The cattle after their kind. And everything creep on the earth after their kind. God's all good. God said, you know what we need to do? We need to get us a man. <laughs> but look, 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 look. And God said, let us. Make men in 
our image, after our likeness. And let those men have dominion over this. Who's, who are we talking about here, Willis? Us? Hey, coach. Yeah. Um, can I interrupt for one minute, please? Yeah. <clears throat> he didn't need to say many words to get his point across, did he? No, he sure didn't. He sure didn't. All right. Wow. Now, look, I don't want to get into theological arguments. I'm just trying to get you. If you read the Bible, you're going to, especially some of the Old Testament, you're going to get more questions than you have answers. All right. So God created man in his own. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look, verse 26. Let us play. How many is us? More than one. It's sure more than one, right? And then 27, his. So God said, let us make man. And then verse 27 said, God made him in his image. (laughs) In the image of God created him male and female created him. This is fascinating, isn't it? And Coach, did you see right there? It said he created man, both male and female. He hadn't created woman yet. Ain't no tree. Oh, (laughs) Oh, ain't no woman yet. God blessed him. And God said, be fruitful. There's your first, there's your first command. Be fruitful, multiply, don't take birth control and replenish your earth, subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the earth, over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Wow. Keep going because we ain't ain't seen men. We're not even going to see that till then. Anyway, I'm off. Get off of it. Because here's what I, here's one of the dangers I think we run, we we run, okay? We love to tell people, I read through the Bible 20 times. Oh, yeah, good. Did you ponder it? Did you meditate on it? Did you just read through it so that you could say you did it? And I think that's really that's really where a lot of us are. And so read read slowly and ask yourself questions as you go through it. Because I don't know the answers. I do not know the answers. But I'm going to tell you this. As I read that thing, that ain't what NASA's told us. <laughs> that ain't what NASA's told us. So I, so I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. No? Teaches commandments and doctrines of men, making the word of God of none effect. Boy, I got some good stuff for us today. And Rochelle wants in already, so I'll let her. And I know, oh, I know Mr. Zero will have something for us. Go ahead, Rochelle. Thanks, Coach. Just real quick, um, you know that I am a biblical earth model. Uh, anyway. I'm pro Bible. So when you got to the part about the moon shining her own light, um, this is one of the science experiments that uh, me and a team did when we were proving the earth to be the biblical model. Um, You can get a, um, you know, you see the handyman always checking the air vents with their little thermometer. You can get one of those and you can go outside at night. And what you do is you find where the moon, it's a full moon, and the moonlight is hitting the ground and take the temperature of the ground. And then compare that to the temperature where that say there's shade, the moonlight is not hitting the ground. And the moon has a cold light, meaning that it is colder in the moonlight than in the shade of the moonlight. How could that be possible if it was reflecting the sun? Dancing in the moonlight. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's fascinating, isn't it? Well, isn't um, let let God be true and every NASA be a liar. Every man a liar. Because we have to understand, folks, that the at the central focus of all science, whether you want to believe it or not, is they want to disprove God. That is the goal of most science. When in fact. Most honorable, honest science will prove the existence of God. Go ahead, Craig. Well, here's something to think about here, Coach. Remember when Moses came out and then he was up on the mountain, he came down, and of course they made the golden calf and everything, and and God goes up and he says, I'm done with them. I'm wiping them out, Moses, and I'm starting with you. But Moses interceded. What if, and this is if in air quotes, what if during this creation period, God was making this for the heavenly hosts, and then there was a turmoil in the heavenly hosts, mm. and God said, I'm done with you, heavenly hosts. I'm going to make this thing called man in my image and put him here on earth. Wow. wow. Do, do you think that maybe that's yeah. the spiritual battle that we're in against yeah, yeah. our position with the creator over the heavenly hosts? 
Amen. So, so go back to Genesis 1, John. Just go right back up to Genesis 1. Because <clears throat> here's the question of all questions of all questions that can never be answered in the beginning. In the beginning. Could I put something in here? I yeah. don't want to screw everybody's mind up. I'm a biologist. I went through all this evolution stuff. And I had to settle for myself. When God started with Genesis 1-2, he started with, he was reforming. Amen. Number Amen. one is when God spoke, he said, God created the heavens and earth. I don't care if you call it a boom theory or what. Boom. We were all there in the first earth age. Go read Jeremiah chapter 4. There was an earth age before this. He destroyed that one. And now he's reforming the second earth's age. And if you don't understand the first six chapters of Genesis, the rest of the Bible is very difficult. Do I just want to throw that in. You don't have to believe me. I want you to think about it. I love it, man. What if, what if we invested hundreds of billions of dollars into proving there's a God? Do you think we could do it? I bet you we could do it. Anybody want to argue with me? I bet we could. If we came from the... If our science came from the perspective, there is a God, and we want to try to figure out how he did it, we would have a whole different view of the world, wouldn't we? They, they've because already right, proved it. Right now, the purpose of science is to disprove God. you understand that? That's, that's why we're in the minute. This is good, isn't it? Huh? You, don't, you don't get this in your Presbyterian church, do you? You don't. Uh-uh. Come on in, Randy. And coach, you, you have to read it. The, the two verbs, made and created, they're, they're two different Wow, there terms. you go. There you go. Created man. is God is God is creating. This is a new covenant. It's a, the seven-day creation covenant. It's the Adamic covenant. So what was before that? That There was probably some other a covenant going on. We know there was, but maybe we don't understand it as much. But Coach, he notice the word made. God is redoing something. It's like Gene said. It, he is revamping the system. He is changing something. He's modifying it. It's not original. Okay. So, so if if the pre the the big giant animals were here on the earth before Adam, which they probably were, now he's changing things around and he's creating a different animal species or whatever. But it, it's it's a, a remake. So. We have to see that perspective or we can't understand it. We have to understand covenant to really to see this picture. So. Amen. Uh, yes, I'm with you, Randy. Look, look, I don't want to get into the gap theory and all that stuff. I don't, I didn't, that didn't even about it. There was a beginning. We don't know what it was. There was a beginning. And God created it. That's what that's what the first verse says, right? He created it, whatever it is, there was a beginning. And he says, oh, by the way, the earth was without void, was formed without void. <laughs> the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face. God moves. Wow, this is so, so deep. Uh, let, let me see. Uh, Rochelle, then Myra. No? Myra. Oh, sorry. In my opinion, they have already proven the... Um earth to be of the biblical creation when they started with operation dominic and all they could do was hit the firmament um anyway y'all look it up operation dominic which happens to mean fishbowl of the lord see they, look, they, they want to teach us inaccurate science just because they don't want to have a god do you get do you understand that they don't want to have a god if, it, if there is a God, it changes everything. That's why the whole idea of the Nephilim, the giants, that's why they cannot admit that there were giants roaming the earth. Because if there were giants roaming the earth, evolution goes out the window. Do you understand that? You understand it? And so most of science, most of science is designed today to deny the existence of God. They deny, they deny Genesis 1. Amen. How can you have how can you have science without Christ or God in the midst of it? How can you possibly how can you possibly have it? How can we how, if we were to again if we were to teach our children 
that God created everything and then show them the wonderful works of God. By the way, where did where did where did uh, electricity come from? Where did atoms come from? Where did cells come from? Where did amoeba come from? This all ties in together. And they all want to tell us it just evolved. It just happened. How stupid are we? Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. Thank you. That is Dunham's power, resurrection power. We read um, in 1 John 1, 1, 1, 3, it is written, in the beginning was the world, and the world was with God, and the world, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things are made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Hallelujah. Amen. Why, why don't we teach that? Why don't we teach that? Clay. Yeah, we mentioned this before, but I think it's worth mentioning it again. Uh, Genesis chapter one, verse two, where it says the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And as the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And I just want to point out that the earth was was there, but it was without form and void and darkness was filled with it until the spirit of God was in it. Right. And we got to have the spirit of God in us if we want to be uh uh, to, you know, to, to uh, drive out the darkness, we got to have the spirit of God in us. It's very important to realize that. Amen. Amen. Let there Amen. be light. That happens in your own life, doesn't it? When you receive Christ, there's a light that comes upon you. Huh? Right? Oh, yeah. A new creation. You become a new creation in Christ. Isn't that what it says? At the appearance of light, a new creation appears. Dale. Well, Coach, I, I'm, I, and I love all this. This is an incredible theology. So I don't want to jump there, but I want to go back to the beginning where you said it's so hard to do it every day, right? This is my eighth year of doing this, right? And Flip was set that precedent, right? And you listen, when you sit down and you hear Flip teach and you, right, you literally go, wow. So, Coach, what I'm saying is this, what, what you're getting, what's happening right here, how would, what? What in God's great earth would us would we not want to read every day to have this hit us in the face when we read God's word? If this is so incredible that it causes you to pause and ask questions about all these scriptures as we're reading daily through the Bible, why would we not want to set aside time? It doesn't matter because we we deal with that too, Coach. I, I I can set my kids up here and they'll go, you know what? Every time, and we do, we designate. There's a certain time. We know when we're all at the house and it's normally later at night that we, we but when we begin to read, all of a sudden the phone rings. All of a sudden the text message comes through. Brother, I want to tell you something. It's going to come because it doesn't want to see you have that intimate experience with God personally. I challenge you, Coach, just like anybody else. That's exactly why we read every day, because it sometimes it doesn't, right? You're gonna get into numbers, coach, and you're gonna you're gonna go, what the heck is that? It's like trying to milk a cat. It, there's what is that? Right. But I'm yeah. just telling you, coach, it's an incredible thing. And then my kids, right? So I have to stay at that level with my kids. When my kids begin to ask me the simple questions, coach, do you know what it's like with a father to be able to expound on the verses that wow. we just read. Why would we not want to read his word in the simplicity of it every day? Dale, not only that, and again, I'm not, I wish I could take credit for this. Our little eight-year-old grandson, David, uh, here and I were out. I don't I remember the particulars of it here and I were out. And I made some mention about something's going on. And he says, well, Grampy, you know, that's how the Lord did it. And that's how the Lord made it to work. Why aren't why aren't we doing that in our, the minds of our children? Rather than sending them into the schools and ha getting them to believe this other crap that's going on. Sheila Sheila Holm just texted me. She said Constantine was the Roman emperor, and he was a worship the sun god. So the Nicene Council in three twelve A.D. Nicene Council three twelve to three twenty five merged all believers into pagan rituals. Required worship on the venerable day of the sun, honoring their son God. Constantine died in 337 AD, and Rome fell in 395 AD. History, history, history. All right, let me let me pull this up. This will be fun. Pull up the fake threats. Pull up the fake threats. I want y'all to see this. I got I, uh, I got a chuckle out of this this morning. I found I find great stuff from Facebook. Uh, 
just believe that just believe the scientists believe the, believe just believe them right okay so for those of you this is a recap you ready in 1996 they told us oil was going to be gone in 10 years 1967 a dire famine forecast by 1975 and 68 overpopulation is going to spread worldwide 69 everyone will disappear in a cloud of blue steam by 1989 in 1970 they told us the world will use up all of its natural resources by 2000. Anybody remember these things? Anybody remember this? 1970, urban citizens were required gas masks by 1985. Now, I'm 1970, for some reason, that was the launch of, of Mother Earth, really bad in America, right? Everyone, uh, we'll use them natural. Urban, uh, I got that. Nitrogen buildup will make all land unusable. 1970, they tried to tell us that. 1970, decaying pollution will kill all the fish. It'll be killer bees. There'll be an ice age by the age year 2000. 1970, America is going to be subject to water rationing by 1974, food rationing by 1980. There's a new ice age coming by, by 2020. 1972, there's going to be a new ice age by 2070. In 1972, oil depleted in 20 years. I'm not going to read the dates. Space satellites show new ice age coming fast. Another ice age. Ozone depletion, a great peril to life. Scientific consensus, planet, planet cooling, famines are imminent. 77, Department of Energy says oil will peak in the 90s. No end in sight to a 30-year cooling trend. Acid rain kills life in the lakes. Peak oil in 2000. Regional droughts, that never happened. 1990s, temperatures in D.C. will hit record highs. Maldive islands will be underwater by 2018. They're not. Rising sea levels and obliterate nations if nothing's done by 2000. New York City's West Side Highway underwater by 2019. We don't do it. Peak oil 2020. Children won't know what snow is. 2002 famine in 10 years if we don't give up eating fish, meat, dairy. Peak oil 2010. Britain will be in Siberia by 2024. Manhattan will be underwater by 2015. Super hurricanes. The Arctic will be ice-free by 2018. Climate genius Al Gore predicts ice-free Arctic by 2013. That's 2008, folks. In 2009, climate genius Prince Charles says we have 96 months to save the world. In 2009, Prime Minister says 50 days to save the planet from a catastrophe. Climate genius Al Gore in 2009 moves his 2000 prediction to 2014. And in 2013, Arctic ice-free. No Arctic ice by 2015. And only 500 days before climate chaos. And in 2019, Greta, we need you to convince them it's really going to happen this time. Unbelievable, hasn't it? Lies, deception, and fear. Lies, deception, and fear. All of it designed to disprove the existence of God. That's really, folks, that's the heart of it. That's what, that's what we're dealing with. Boom. Amen. Okay, now look, look. Again, <clears throat> in my mind, this stuff all matters. It all matters. It all matters. But it is not the central part of what we're dealing with. And we are living in a culture and a society. If you start talking to people right now, if, well, yesterday, uh, my, uh, my granddaughter Reese was down here and she said something. I know what it was. I said, let me clear it up. So, anyway, I, she heard me talking to somebody about the amount of pills they were taking. Reese is uh, 12. And so I hung up the phone after she says, Grandpa, don't you, don't you believe in taking pills? So, well, yeah, but it's pharmacology. Pharmacia. You know what pharmacia is? I went through that whole thing. And she listened and, yeah. And then she went home and told her parents that I don't believe in taking pills. So we, we have to be careful in how we explain things to people who don't have the capability, don't have the understanding. They don't understand it. Of what the, what it all means, we got to be careful. And so <clears throat> sometimes when you fire hose them with some of these truths that we that we now discover, now we know, then the folks they're not able to receive it. Why? Because the Scripture tells us that the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, neither can he. To him it is foolishness. So I want some of you to know you are going to ruin your witness. If you dangle out on these fringe issues, they're not fringe issues. We can't even get people to understand there's a creator 
and uh, that you're a sinner in need of a savior. And we're out here dangling on this other stuff. So this is like a lot of people are in the first grade and we don't teach uh, senior physics to first graders. That's kind of my that's kind of my take on it. Foolish and unlearned questions avoid for they do engender strifes. Okay, cool. I'm gonna show this real quick. Number two, is that it? Is that it? Let me have the right thing. Oh no, let's go to number eleven. Number eleven, pull that up for me, Stephanie. I hope you don't mind. I share this. Again, we were talking the other day about the spiritual realm, the spiritual world, and spirits and how they impact this, and yada 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 yada. And Stephanie's a I call her a former pagan. She could probably get in here and explain it to us ourselves. But she wrote this on her Facebook page and then sent it to me. Scroll down there. See if you can make that a little bit bigger. By the way, here's a picture of Stephanie, the tattoos on her, which are there forever. The tattoos are there forever on, on her. And you can plead the blood over them. But here's what Stephanie wrote yesterday. She says, yesterday, Coach Dave Dobbin and I was talking about scars. Well, here is a part of Stephanie's suitcase, my battle scars. And part of my testimony, no, this is not all of my ink. And yes, I'm aware I have more tattoos than Tom Dunn. (laughs) Tattoos and body piercings usually tell a story. They also can attach power energy cords that need prayed over. I was a for real white witch that practiced shamanism. I was so into what I believed in that I had things permanently inked into my body to use as power cycles and personal ritual, I lost myself, but I had, I'm sorry, first ink I ever got was the tree, tree of life, but I had mine done in winter without any leaves. That's what I was feeling inside. I was 32 years old with tons of emotional and spiritual trauma and attachments, but didn't know that. Then came a blue butterfly on my neck that I later covered with a rose with some green leaves around tree to bring it life later had the pawpaw leaf with fire around it done because i was part of the pawpaw tribe in the pagan community fire was a strong medicine of mine and being an aquarius i have birthright to represent the power of an air in spiritual have the power of air in spiritual realm i was one of the dancers to start opening (laughs) every time you jump johnny (laughs) you're doing good all right I was one of the dancers to start opening fire ritual at the sacred pawpaw fire. Path led through woods down in the huge pawpaw tree patch. Cleared in the center was a giant sanded dance ring around area around the fire and an area for the drummers under a permanent overhang. Rain or clear sky, summer nights and winter temps, we would raise energy around and around until dawn. And in full ritual dress, I did this. A crown on my head, wearing animal furs only, focused on that damn fire. Funny, I noticed how the fire is coming from below, which is exactly where I was headed. But then Jesus, I may not have written ten. I may not have written ten published books, maybe not yet. And I didn't go to Bible college and study books on how to deal with Satan. Scroll on down there, John. <clears throat> how to deal with Satan. I was a front line for the darkness. I was in it. I lived it. I repented of everything. I've had multiple hands on deliverance. I burned my personal book of shadows, a fame, medicine drum in front of the people at the foot of the cross literally years ago, sky high. Now I'm ordained to speak the light of truth so I can warn others. Darkness is very real. I have battle scars and I lived through it. And Jesus Christ is how. See, we in the church do not understand how real the dark side is. We talk about Satan. Uh, We pray against Satan. We bind Satan. But we don't have any idea, really, the ways that we're being influenced around us by things that we invite in, things we get involved with, things we read, things things we participate in. And I just thought this was uh, this powerful, isn't it? Huh? That's powerful. That day that Stephanie at Sky High brought all that stuff and threw it on that fire and burned all that stuff, set free from it. So if you have any doubt as to whether or not the dark side is real, 
spend some time talking to Stephanie. She'll straighten you out. Keith, come on in. Yes, sir. I also understand that um, the person getting the uh, tattoo is attached to the person giving the tattoo because of the uh, spilling of blood and the process thereof. That's right. Well, it's a spilling of blood, which is a false, right? Jesus Christ himself said, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. So if there's power in the blood of Christ, is there also dark power in blood? Why would they do blood rituals if it, if it, if it wasn't, right? What do you, folks, what do you think abortion is really all about? I had a video I was going to play today, but I thought, no, I'm not going to play that. They, they, they can't take, they can't handle that video. That's what I said to myself. They can't, they can't handle that video. And maybe you do need to see it. See if I can find it here. Uh, and I can't find it. I'll find it at some point. Uh, real quickly, play. For, I, I lost my spot. I got talking to my, got asking myself questions in my head, and I lost my spot here. Bring up for me if you could, uh, Brian. I want some of you to see. Brian Cranford made a real quick video about our, our little trip down there. Play that. That's number. That's right at the top, Cranford. Play that one real quickly. This was Awake 2023. While I look for that other video for me. Desperation When all we know Is doubt and fear There is only One foundation We believe We believe In this broken Generation When all is dark You help us See There is only One salvation We believe We believe We believe in God the Father We believe Jesus Christ, we believe in the Holy Spirit, and He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion, we believe that He conquered death. We believe in the resurrection, and He's coming back again. We believe. So let our faith be more than anthems Greater than the songs we sing And in our weakness and temptations
Thank you. Pull up, hey, Johnny, real quickly, pull up Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, because I want to make this point. By the way, while Johnny's pulling that up, folks, men out there, men, men, there's something that happens when men get together. January 26, 27, 28th. I have a date that weekend. Come to Sky High. Come to Sky High. Bring a sleeping bag, whatever. Look, we have a... You have to register online. I'm charging $20 just to get a commitment out of you. That buys all your food, buys everything. 20 bucks, you come and let iron sharpen iron. January 26, 20. There'll be a presentation done there by uh, Dr. Frank on the election, what really happened on the election. And there's going to be iron sharpening iron, testosterone, rubbing shoulders with testosterone. We'd love for you to come. If you can't, if you can't afford to do it, let me know. All right, let me know. Now, go back to Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, because I, this, go down 13, I think it is. This this just fascinates me, folks. <clears throat> yeah, I'm an English guy, man. Words, I love words, right? Go back, start at the beginning at the to- again at the top. Let me show you. I want to show you something. Watch. I want you to watch pronouns. Pronouns. Everybody's into pronouns, right? Okay, here it is. It's Matthew chapter 5. Watch the pronouns. Jesus uh, took the multitudes, opened the mouth, taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs. Blessed are they that mourn for they. Pronouns, follow pronouns. Blessed are the meek for they. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they. Blessed are the merciful for they. Blessed are the pure in heart for they. Blessed are the peacemakers for they. Blessed are they which are persecuted for theirs is the kingdom of oh Randy he just changed pronouns blessed are you you see that blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you not the theys not the thems not the those blessed are you when men shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake rejoice hey Jeff now when they're saying all manner of evil against you rejoice be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward. Not their reward, your reward in heaven. Why? For so persecuted the prophets which were before you. Why? Hey, you are the salt of the earth. Watch. But if the salt have lost, can anybody read that word? It's savor. No, no. His. How can a person yes. be, how can salt be a he? He just said, you are the salt. You are the salt. You are the salt. But if the salt has lost his sin, he literally made you and I salt. Folks, this is so deep. And if you lose your savor, are you ever going to be salty again? It is your very essence of who you are. That's what I loved about those street preaching guys. You talk about all in. Now, Brian, they need some coaching. From my point of view, that's all right. Huh? Give me a give me a dog that bites, and I'll teach him which people to bite. Right? That's what that's where we are, right? It's thenceforth good for nothing to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. Now look, look again, you 
<laughs> are the light of the world. Do you get it? Huh? Oh my goodness, my goodness. Somebody rescue me here. Come on in, Bernie. Yeah, thanks, Coach. Uh, I was thinking about how so many people, when you start talking about God, they want to impute evil to him. And yeah. that's such a hard thing. But I was thinking about that. And I think, you know, I think the reason why people think think that is because they don't understand how bad sin is. They don't get it. No. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, that sin in the garden, you know, or just ooze a touch in the ark. I mean, sin or Ananias and Sapphira, I mean, that was instant. And then there's some things that, you know, I was just reading about David and some things that, oh, well, because Saul did this and or, or because you did this, there's trouble coming upon you. Our sin is really bad, you know, and and that's mm -hmm. and, and when we're out of touch with how bad sin is, then we don't think God is good because we Bernie, don't understand how, how the grace, the grace that he gives us. Go ahead. Our God is a consuming fire. Oh, yeah. Hey, friends, listen, fr hey, friends, nobody is going to be able to stand in front of that flame of God unless you're covered by the blood. Ain't nobody. He's a consuming fire. And see, we, we have, we've domesticated him. We've dom okay, I'll show you. I'll show you. We've domesticated him. Pull up for me uh, prosperity passes. I hate to keep doing this to you folks. We've made Christianity about me, me, my, 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 I, 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 what can I get? What can I get? Why? I just saw this on, I just saw this. It's only a couple minutes. Go ahead and play it. Jakes lives in a $5.5 million mansion in Fort Worth, Texas. You drive a wonderful car and you have a plane. How do you explain that? Joel Osteen lives in a $10.5 million mansion in Houston, Texas. So do you make any apologies for your grand piano? I really don't, Oprah. We just feel like this is God's blessing. Creflo Dollar lives in a $3.4 million mansion. If I want to believe God for a $65 million plane, you cannot stop me. Jesse Duplantis lives in a 35,000 square foot mansion. Jesse Duplantis, for example, lives in a 35,000 square foot parsonage. Kenneth Copeland lives in a $7 million mansion. Tyler's one of the greatest guys. He made that airplane so cheap for me, I couldn't help but buy it. But don't worry. These prosperity preachers need their private jets. This dope-filled world right. and get in, an air, get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. So <laughs> that's what Christianity has become, right? And so Christianity has become, what can I get? What can God do for me? That's that's a battle we're fighting, folks. That's a battle. Denny. Denny Bryan, did you put your hand up? Okay, yes, I did. Okay. Hey, when you were just reading that on there on Olstein and all those guys uh, on there, you know, back in the 80s and the early 70s, late 70s and early 80s, I got caught up in that name it and claim it stuff. Yep, you know what I'm right. saying? It, it, it enters. feels good, Denny. It feels good. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and you just didn't allow doubt. I mean, I made a, I was going to college and I told all the people in the donut shop, there was a donut shop there, and I told everybody, I said, I'm going to college. They said, what are you going to do with your business? I own the business. And I said, I don't know. I'm going to let God deal with it. What are you going to do with your house? I, said, I don't know. I'm going to let God deal with it. I said, I was trying to impress God so much with so much faith that that I wouldn't doubt and I would profess it and then nothing came to pass. <laughs> I got mad and of course. But anyway, but what God broke that, it took two years. I said, God, what did I do wrong? And he showed me in Kings uh remember the story of Elijah and when he was with the three hundred prophets, you know, Baal prophets or whatever they were. And they had the logs of fire, and they tried and tried and tried to have their God bring down fire. Remember that story? And uh, I hope somebody remembers it. But anyway, yes, but then when they got done, and he mocked them. He, I mean, Elijah mocked them. He said, oh, maybe God's asleep. Maybe he's taking a toilet break, whatever, whatever, whatever. And, but when he got done, and they worked all day, and they was exhausted, he goes and has them fill it full of water three times. And this is what broke the name it and claim it. And when he got done putting all the water in it, he went to prayer. And this is what God pointed out to me. And I don't have my Bible in front of me, but I'm, I know it's a quote. He says, Father, now that I've done all that you've asked me to do. He didn't go out and do that. 
when, on, on his own. God told him to go do that. We got to get the cart. We got to quit putting the cart before the horse. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's good, man. We do. We're waking him, man. There's an awakening coming for sure. Mel. <clears throat> That is Mel, isn't it? MPH Digital? Come on in. I'm reminded of the I'm I'm reminded of the um the guy who stood his whole life saving up his treasures. Lord told us to store up treasures in in heaven. We didn't do it. He was storing up treasures in earth when he died. He, somehow he was supernaturally able to get all of his gold and silver and everything he'd saved and put it in one big bag and take it with him. And he went and stood before the Lord, and he said, I'm going to, I'm going to go up there in heaven and I'm just going to, I'm going to open this up and give all this to the Lord. And he's going to be so honored with everything I give him. He gets up there and he stands before the Lord and he opens up this bag and he empties out all this gold that he's accumulated. And the Lord looks down at him and says, pavement? For slow learners, the streets in heaven are lined with gold. Gold is pavement to Almighty God. For some reason down here on earth, we've lost sight of, of all that kind of stuff. and uh, We've transformed the gospel from a gospel of laying down to your life to a gospel of enhancing our, our life. And that's what I loved. That's why I was so encouraged by those street preachers, because they get it, man. They get it. Nobody want to talk to me? Come on in. Mel, you got your hand up there. Anybody want to jump in? Here's a good time to do it. I would like to, Coach. Go ahead, I know I wasn't there very long with those street preachers, but I tell you what, they moved my soul. So it was just amazing. If I had, I want to have the energy they have. So it was amazing to go to. Amen. 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 Eileen, come on in. My question, Coach, is... Uh, reading Flip's chart, you know, uh, Genesis, and then he uh, says to read Matthew. Do you, I, I was just curious why, because I didn't see any correlation, but I'm kind of new to the party. That's okay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not, it's not clicking with me what you're asking, Eileen. Well, you uh, know, he does the Okay, yeah, you're, what you're doing is the way that's laid out, and he's been doing that for 40 years, is you're reading Old Testament every day and New Testament every day. So if you look, you're starting with Matthew and going. So at the end, right, you're finishing, right, you're finishing with Revelation and you're finishing with Malachi. That's right. Okay. Thank you, Dale. Okay. But there, otherwise, there's no other correlation necessarily just that we get through the old testament and get through the new testament that's right that's right okay yep thank you and that we're, that's available at the the uh the liberty action network it's posted there and we're gonna johnny we've got to figure out how to get that on our website as well but you can download it you can go right there and folks it'll it'll, it'll change your reading the scriptures with someone will change your life your spouse your children i know dale's dale's kids the family, they would sit around and, and do it, do it uh, together. It's so important to do that. Let me show you one. Oh, I, I, now I'm getting out of time. Pull up for me, uh, number seven, because I came across this yesterday. Put in a chat then, Johnny. This is kind of a last swat here as I'm leaving this morning. Military, <clears throat> what's, what's the name of that website? Uh, what is it? Militaryaccountability.com. Put it in the chat, Johnny. They have a petition to sign. I went in there this morning and signed it. I, I can explain all this to you. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe to, uh, do it tomorrow. Scroll down to the bottom, John, and you're going to find out that my name showed up. Keep going. Keep going. There's a petition. When you sign the petition, clear the bottom. Go, 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 go. There we go. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Clear the bottom because I was like the last guy to do it. Go on. Am I there? I just saw me yesterday. I just saw me. Now you think I'm lying. Click it now. So anyway, you can go there on this, read this website. There is, there's my name. There's my name. There's my name. Dave Dobbenmeyer right there. So you sign your name shows up on it. Military, give it to me again, militaryaccountability.com. Folks, there's action coming. People are beginning to wake up. It's all good. 
Hey, look, I promise you, those of you who are going to uh, take care of your temple, I'll get hold of you today. I promise you will. God bless. See you tomorrow.